0: It's sippin' time. Hello and welcome to this episode, Sip's episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. <laughs> we are the best thing on at 2am and we thank you for uh, listening to us instead of this riveting tale from the BBC, from Gary Phillipson fascinating discussion of the material starlight that was invented by a British hairdresser that can actually withstand a nuclear blast. I'd buy that. Mm. A plus. Nuclear. So I'm dead, Would but my use... hair looks great. Right, yes, <laughs> correct. that's correct. That's, that's exactly how this works, that's right. Put some
1: glitter in that, I'm gonna buy mm-hmm. a
2: million dollars glitter. worth of glitter. I'm
0: telling you, Ugh. do not underestimate the power of BBC at 2 a.m. So, you know, Two there Two hour you go. delivery
3: from Amazon.
0: Yep, that's the way it goes. I'm good old boy Mike, <laughs> and joining me here at the table is good old gal, Carrie Ann. Oh, hi. Oh, oh, hi. Yes. (laughs) Like we've been somewhere else today. (laughs) Good old Galmara is here. Howdy. Good old old boy, Michael. I just got here and I'm stoked. Yes. (laughs) He's traded in his Sonic uniform for this uh, experience.
2: (laughs) It's the best music in the world. Oh. Again? Again? Really?
3: Oh my gosh. Is it?
2: Let yourself be a chunk with me bases from
3: my world. Is it? Are I can't. I can't even. I,
4: I'm not sure.
3: Five, four, there is Three's enough. Three, two, where, where, where? Ladies and gentlemen. You better be naked.
2: Don't tempt him.
3: I wasn't gonna. That's against Are the rules. you ready?
2: It's been Daddy Daddy
4: Supreme. Supreme. (laughs) Welcome all of my
0: followers.
4: (laughs) Such the intro.
0: Amazing. (sighs) So sexy. I know it. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. On this episode, we're actually talking about tiki drinks. Mm, my favorite. Featuring rum. We're actually gonna discru- uh, discuss discuss discruss. Discruss?
4: Discrush. Yeah,
0: Dis- crush crushed ice. Yeah. Crushed ice. Uh, I fan. might have had a few beverages. It today. All comes
4: back we, to this. I have, Michael and I have made you quite a number of Yeah, crushed.
0: We're actually gonna ice discuss tiki. Tea- Tiki culture in general, uh, while we actually discuss these cocktails that we've made for you today, we're going to actually talk about the Mai Tai, the Plantation Punch, the Beachcomber Era Edition, traditional number one, it's a Navy Grog, the original Painkiller. Um, it's a little bit of a twist of the traditional version. And we have a bespoke tiki cocktail that one of our hosts has made uh, for this episode, especially how about that? It's just really great lineup is. all Dope. the way around. I'm just, uh, I'm really thrilled about this. So uh, super, uh, super lineup. Michael, uh, you know, you thought you would be able to duck getting the honors of going over our mm-hmm. SIPs ratings for today. Sucka! So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm going to let you read our SIPs ratings today. I'd like for you to channel... Possibly the impression of a patron in East East uh, Nashville um, oh. that's had about ten mai tais, ordering mm. a tiki drink mm.
3: from his trust fund.
0: Yeah, that's correct. From the yeah, depth of your bank account. I I want you to know to use my uh, metal gold card because I'm super, super special, right? <laughs> black, card, I'm black, sorry. Card. Black. black card. Black card. Black card. Yes. Black. It's the black. Yeah, that's right. Titanium.
3: Yeah. We're gonna be swiping.
0: We have the Uber helicopter that's going to pick us up later. All right. <laughs> Mar, I love we, you. That's
1: one thing we really need to get squared away is the helipad. Yeah. The top. Ooh, Wait, there you go. Know. That's what I'm talking God. about.
3: I mean, is it a, about a chopper or not a chopper? What's wrong with that?
1: I mean, that's that's the standard on most of the houses in East Nashville. Possible right? zoning
0: issue. That could be. <laughs>
1: That's really what's taking it so long. Uh, Why don't you tell our audience what we're going to be doing today? All right. We'll be tasting and discussing these beautiful tiki drinks and rating them with the sips ratings plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings. All right. Number one. So you'll get a sip rating one. And that one is give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. Ew. Water. Water.
0: Ooh, that sounds like somebody from Brown University. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ew. Yeah. Shots
0: fired. Yes. A separating of
1: two. Nice, but what else do you have?
0: <laughs>
3: Spoken? Yeah, is that nice?
0: The hang time on that is actually very realistic. <laughs> Spoken That's like somebody like who like actually works like, a bar right I there. I yeah. that tell you, that was like right in the wheelhouse of realistic. So. Yeah.
1: I got more for you. Uh, Sip rating number three. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? (laughs) Interesting.
0: Yeah, I'd say her medication's off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sip rating number four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another.
0: That's classified. Yo, bro. Could you pour one for another bro of mine? For all these bros. Bro pours all around. That's right. <laughs> all right,
1: sip rating number five. Oh my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know her Ooh. name, but I am willing to buy her a drink. <laughs> I would get a black cup oh. if I could get that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, thanks, Michael. <laughs> Sucker super sucker can't believe you did that (laughs) well uh listen michael's actually in the process of opening a tiki bar what what What? what's he doing what what i'm sorry i'm getting too excited i think you've been consuming way too much rum with us is probably the basic problem here so um so i'd like for you to talk a little bit about tiki bars and tiki culture in general wait before you get going on that pds talk about the we need to set the mood here right oh man let me Told tell you something. What's the uh, perfect tiki background? The perfect tiki
4: background in 2019 is you need to check out this person named New Bang, Newbang N E W B A N G. I swear.
3: Did his mama name him that? He did.
4: Yes. It, her name, her name was Mama Bang. But there was Mama Bang and there was New Bang, because New Bang comes after Mama Bang, of course, obviously. you call your kids, like Bang Junior? It's Bang, <laughs> yeah, Bang Junior, really. Bang Junior. But, bang but for, bang those, bang. Bang. for those who are looking at the Google, literally it's New Bang, Valley of the Tiki Beats. There's an ongoing series of uh, albums he's putting out called the Tiki Beats Series, the first album being Valley of the Tiki Beats. And uh, you can go to tikibeats.com seriously last summer mara and i sat by the pool and played this album on repeat and drank our weight and cocktails our tiki cocktails at that and there's there's nothing better if you really want to live that life. Do you know what I'm saying? Hashtag that life.
2: Living life. Uh, bang, Valley
4: of the Tiki Beats, Tiggy No cares. This is really where it's at. And honestly, like I said, he's making album after album after album. The first album is more exotica style music. The second album is gonna be straight up surf, surf rock. Surf style, surf rock beats, all instrumental. No need for vocals to get in the middle of your flow while you're like talking to somebody on the side of the pool, while We don't need no words. We don't need no words. We don't don't need no bottoms. Hey, But that being said, for you upcoming MCs that want to get up on top of these beats, look, put this album on. You can flow all night long, all night strong. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: And that's that mixtape that stuff,
0: right? <laughs> Michael, why don't you tell us all about uh, tiki culture and a tiki bar in general?
1: Well, so we're, we're super excited here in Nashville to bring Chopper to Nashville. Chopper is a tiki bar that uh, we're opening here soon in the spring that we've been working on for a long time and I think that eventually, um, as you're making tiki cocktails in general and making I'd say even classic cocktails in general, you come back around have as you've been making your own syrups and juicing fresh juice that that. eventually you get to the glory of tiki drinks, uh, where you're using multiple kinds of citrus, multiple kinds of different syrups that you can make You're blending rums. So it's kind of the height of craft cocktails and the height of like mixology. It kind of was the first sort of craft cocktails where these tiki drinks going back to the thirties. Um, And the story for our bar is because there is no, and we talked about this a little bit off mic, we talked about this earlier, um, that there is no kind of authentic way to do tiki. There's no like authentic way to go back to the South Pacific Islands and say, how are they drinking their Mai Tais? How are they juicing their grapefruits? (laughs) They weren't really. This is made up. It's like a movie uh, that was concocted in Hollywood by Don the Beachcomber and he just did a phenomenal job of creating this whole world. He had sailed the high seas. He had sailed the seas of the South Pacific and concocted this whole story that was really his, that uh, really drew so many people and inspired so many people, Trader Vic included, who mm-hmm. came down to see uh, the original Don the comers and then went back to Oakland, changed his neighborhood bar all around into a tiki bar. Um, So we wanted to come with a fresh perspective and sort of come up with our own story. So Chopper itself is the the boat that Hiram Kanish, who's a business magnate who's part of the Isle of Printing world. Isle of Printing is a local Mm -hmm. business here in Nashville, an art company and a and a printing shop that's Bryce McLeod. One of the
2: five remaining uh, print shops. Print shops here in town,
1: yeah. Yeah, and he's, he's and just an amazing Nashville uh, icon and an artist. He's done a lot of amazing public art around town and uh, worked on the Noel Hotel. He's worked on a, m- a bunch of stuff. And he really brought a cool element to this whole thing with robots that were discovered on an ancient island that had never been discovered before. Yeah. And so we have the, all these interesting stories to tell. That I think will be a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, that Space Age bachelor pad kind of like feel from well, like the late sixties where it like gets into like sci-fi.
0: It's beautiful. We'll be right back in just a moment. Hey, welcome back to Sip Suds and Smokes. On today's episode, we're actually having a lot of fun with Tiki Culture. <laughs> so much fun. And uh <laughs> I mean, she says that, but really it's amazing. It's amazingly fun. <laughs> Michael was going over and talking a little bit about some of the background in tiki culture and tiki bars in general.
1: Please. Yeah. So we were talking about um, Bryce and his printing shop, Isla Printing. He's a big part of what we're doing. He's designing a lot of these worlds that we're sort of bringing into Chopper. And he uh, has his own letterpress. So he designed this beautiful wallpaper and and printed it all out and pressed it all. That's yes. in our in our bathrooms at Chopper. So that's exciting. And then I also have to mention Andy Muma, who started Barista Parlor here in Nashville. So he is uh one of our owners as well. So pretty awesome. We're we're stoked about that. And I think we, Andy and I specifically, uh have loved tiki culture and tiki drinks for a long time. We would travel up to Chicago and see some of the great bars there with uh, Lost Lake and three dots and a dash wow. and yeah, we would go down in new orleans uh to see latitude 29 and there's a handful of great cane tables like more of a restaurant style but they do amazing uh, tiki style tropical style drinks there and there is so much to explore with that world and now that it's come to it's 2019, and when you go out to a restaurant or you go out to a bar, you expect a really awesome cocktail. People have come to expect it, and so yeah. that's what's exciting for us: is to do the do this tiki thing and sort of bring a new style to it, all the while being really uh, inspired by and appreciating the history that comes with it, and sort of the it's an American thing, you know. And I think that's that's kind of fun. I like that. I love that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, So now we're going to briefly introduce the cocktails with some of the very basic ingredients, and we'll post the exact recipe on our show notes online.
2: Plus, look for some of our photos on our website and Facebook page. We sure to garnish these up. The umbrella is not optional. It you is. have to have the umbrella. It's a functional
0: garnish. 100% <laughs> what umbrella. Does that, what does a functional garnish look like? Well, you a functional know?
2: garnish is like, you know, a fresh piece of pineapple. I can eat that. It's also fantastic. An umbrella, I can't eat that.
3: One, but it's you can change important. Yourself
2: from Mike, my I, I
4: have to say, that that's why I put duct tape on all of my uh, cocktails, it's <laughs> because it's a very functional garnish. I
2: Gives that agree. acidity. it just
0: i mean it fixes everything well first up uh the first cocktail we're going to talk about is actually the mai tai so uh the basic description we're going to have for the mai tai is actually two flavors of rum combined with pineapple juice and orange juice to actually make a yummy fruity drink it's just that simple and yet so simple and oh my gosh the the one that Michael made for us tonight just absolutely crushed it.
2: Amazing. It was awesome. beyond
0: the pale. Like most
4: mai tais are overly sweet and gross.
2: I feel like Carrie Ann had some fantastic things to say about the mai tai. Did I? Did you? Yeah, I mean like a okay. mai tai when you get you it drank like a normal one. we saw
4: you shouldn't drink it. She <laughs> didn't <red laughs> say something. For it shouldn't
3: sure. it be red. Should
4: not be bright red No, You're um, right.
3: And uh it should taste like this, but <laughs> for certain.
4: So, Michael, Michael, tell me what you did to this this my that made it so special.
1: Uh, I think. Juicing the lime right before I made it. I think that was key. And ju- I was doing a hand Gosh. juicer. That that makes a big difference. You get the oils kind of into the juice. That's kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, yes. That's very important. But also, it's a very simple drink that I think people look to make complicated. And so, it was just a blend of uh, aged rum. So, we used some Appleton 12-year... Are we supposed to talk brand? Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, It's okay. Appleton Twelve Year. We used Mm -hmm. some Appleton (laughs) Twelve Year. We used some Mount Gay, and we used a Puerto Rican rum. Mar, remind me.
2: Oh, it's a Ronda Barely to Three Star. Yeah,
1: we Mm, used that one. Good. So I feel like we had a nice blend of rums. We had some nice aged rum, giving it some oomph, and then some kind of more uh, subtle rums, and then it was just Orgeat. And uh, I think one thing that that um, was interesting about this. Particular mai tai is I added some velvet falernum in there to give yes. it a little bit of a different oh, yes, spice yes. to it, which was uh, kind of a reference to Don the Beachcomber, who we've talked about, sort of started this whole thing. The and OG, his, OG, and his he claimed that he came up with the mai tai before Trader Vic did. It was this great tiki debate over years. It's a great but debate. His QB cooler had falernum. And he did not really use That's right. Um, So I That's thought right. it'd be cool to kind of blend the two, which you can do, which is really, they're both kind of nutty. They're both sweet. And as long as you've got plenty of fresh lime, uh, you can definitely blend those together. And then I use a tiny, what I love in Mai Tais is a tiny bit of orange juice. Um, so you can use a smaller amount of Cointreau or Curacao or whatever you're going to use for that orange liqueur. And then add a little orange juice to it. And to me, that just mm. freshens it up. Um, It also makes it less sweet, it makes it more refreshing, more juicy, Um, and then that was it. We like that being, it
3: juicy.
4: That being said, make sure that your recipe that you used is on this episode's notes. Yeah. Because it's definitely not the ones that were.
2: It's Lizzo-level sure. juicy, it's, for it's sure. Li- Liz,
4: Lizzo-level juicy. You're absolutely <laughs> sure. right. I yeah. like that. So, Michael, <laughs> in
3: case that people aren't 100% familiar with mm-hmm. things like Orgy and mm-hmm. Falernum, mm-hmm. could you give a little...
1: So falernum is really cool. You can make if you're gonna make your own falernum. Look at look up. It's basically a a liqueur that came from Barbados that has lime zest, cloves, cloves, Mm -hmm. almonds, almonds, ginger, and all the good things in life. You can add some other spices in there like allspice and nutmeg and cinnamon. You can add those, but primarily it should be ginger, clove, uh. Lime zest.
4: Michael, if you have a second, I Mm -hmm. literally want to like specify one of the things I love about tiki drinks is the fact is that I'm I'm personally a baker at home. I love to bake pies and bread and stuff like that. And it's like and and like and cake and stuff like that. But when you get to tiki level drinks, you have all of these like baking spices Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. You literally have the depth of flavor of all of these different like herbs and spices that are just it make it, it, it makes drinks like huge on the palate mm-hmm. as opposed to just like one dimensional. Here's some pre sweet and sour and a whiskey and a whatever else or blah, blah, blah. I'm picking up what you're putting mm-hmm, down that mm-hmm.
2: allspice people don't, people will just like, not understand like how much like an allspice or a cinnamon or a clove like brings right. to the table.
1: Right. Totally. Absolutely. And I think the easiest way you could get into that is if you make a, say you wanted to make a cinnamon syrup for making cocktails at home. Yes. Now you can take that powdered cinnamon and dash that into a syrup that you make, but that's not really going to be the same. What you would want to do is take those cinnamon sticks and mm-hmm. take a, the back of a cast iron pan, bash mm-hmm. those sticks up. So, so they're nice and freshly sort of agitated mm-hmm. and then cook those down into a syrup. And Say you leave that, so you cook that down for about 15 minutes. You leave that overnight, and the next day you strain that out, and you're gonna have this vibrant, intensely cinnamon flavor. I am flavor. so excited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's that's going amazing. home and doing that tonight.
1: And that that's a really easy way because making your own falernum, you can up look up falernum number nine. Is mm-hmm. this legendary? Yes, yes, it's a legendary falernum I recipe know that it's well. that, kind of the one to look up. Uh, that's complicated. Now, if you want to do something a little more similar, the cinnamon syrup is a great way to sort of start making these syrups that are a little bit easier that if you're making cocktails at home. So if you made like a cinnamon Mai Tai, that would be amazing. That's (laughs) great. Mara, let me tell you,
4: while we're talking about this whole spice thing, what is the key? and, And for those who are listening right now, literally for tiki drinks in general, there is a rhyme that was originally for oh, yeah. what the, plant, okay. the planter's punch. Planter's yeah, Michael punch. and I were talking about the PNP mm. rhyme that, before. It pretty much goes across the board for tiki drinks in general. And Mara, what is that rhyme?
2: Oh yeah, if you, if y'all are just looking to create your own PNP, uh, it's um one part sour, two parts sweet, three parts strong, and four parts weak. And that's... One part sour being like a lime, some kind of citrus. Some sort
4: of acid, yes.
2: Two parts sweet, like a fruit juice or a sugar. Mm. Three parts strong, a rum or multiple rums. Oh, yeah. And four parts weak, an ice or some kind of thing to dilute what you're making. Because dilution mm-hmm. is
4: serious. Like when you get down to like cocktails... Dilution most,
2: means a lot. I mean like it might be too don't strong at the very
4: that. Like most people mo- I would say that most people who order a drink don't understand the importance of the size of the ice that they have and or the or the shape of the ice that they have how it contributes to the flavor of their drink. How much water is being diluted into their drink at, all at once or how how fast or slow that the dilution is happening.
2: Yeah, I mean if if you if you're going to um like a a Patterson house or something like that, you might notice oh, right. that you have a really- in Nashville, of course. You might have a really big ice cube for like Specialty a bourbon cocktail drink. cocktail bar. Um, and that might be so that it isn't watering down your whiskey, but in terms of like a tiki drink, you might want a little more water. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to see uh, a much more crushed version of that ice. Right. You might see something akin to what you see at Sonic, which is a big <laughs> fan of ours. <laughs> or you might just be crushing that in your home um, or like in your home blender. It, it's really fantastic.
0: Yeah. Well, a couple more uh, tasting notes here on the Mai Tai. The lime was really uh, the thing that struck me first. The thing I really loved about this Mai Tai was the spice blend that was in this. And so we've talked a little bit about a, com- a combination of, we actually had a uh, orgot, uh Orget, 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 thank you. Oh I knew I was going to script. Um, just a uh, pre-made. It was uh, from Fee Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, or you could actually make your own. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's always Fee Brothers
2: better. makes a fantastic one. But like it's good, off the cuff, but, I mean, but
0: literally, like the more
4: detailed you can get into yeah. making something homemade. I mean, as I, I understand mean, it's, it's, it, you on. can get like um an, an
2: almond um off off the shelf that isn't actually like per, supposed to be a mixer, more of like a marzipan in. Yeah.
0: No, no. Yeah. I, well, I see what you're saying. The thing I loved about uh, this uh, this particular rendition of the Mai Tai we made, so we, we actually want the combination of some pre-juiced uh, juices. Um, you actually chose to do one fresh, which was the lime, mm-hmm. um, and actually using you know some of the pre-made pieces. So I think that uh, there's... Absolutely. I mean, making one of these things from scratch is just off the chart. But I think that there's a balance that you can come off and do these really well. And that's what uh, I really love about the way that uh, you pulled this Mai Tai off is you actually chose the right pieces of the equation to actually make with fresh ingredients and we all loved it. So awesome. I liked it. It was fantastic. It was
2: fantastic. Best best in my life. This being <laughs> this being said,
4: can I just say for the listeners at home, for those of you who have been to TGI Fridays and and or bleep that out and tell me whatever FGI Thursdays. Reg- Rhea FGI Thursdays, whatever, whatever like Chain corporate restaurant you've been to and had a tea had a mai tai. That's out. not a mai tai. That is not a mai tai. As Carrie Ann says, it should not be red. It should not be red. Number two, it literally should not be this like tangy sweet thing that is so tangy and/or sweet. You shouldn't you have to brush taste your teeth the afterwards. Alcohol on that. Yeah. So really, the mai tai that we had is a very delicate, very beautiful, spirit-forward
2: cocktail
4: that a lot of
2: spice you should seek out it's a, a beautiful cocktail
0: yes our uh sips rating for the mai tai is going to be a five so oh my really goodness. fabulous yeah, yeah. drink so um a lot of good tips in uh, making uh this rendition of uh mai tai successfully we only have a couple minutes to talk about the plantation punch itself um which is the next drink which is uh so what do you guys think about the plantation punch that we made not planter's punch. We made the plantation punch. Plantation mm-hmm. so punch. Delicious.
1: Do, uh,
4: yeah. Tell me how that's different from the plantain S-
0: punch. Or so uh, like a couple of basic ingredients. This is made with planters. Dark, I'm sorry. This is made plantain. with dark rum, several juices, grenadine syrup, uh, sugar syrup, and uh, angostura bitters. Mm-hmm. Michael, you made this one for us.
1: Yeah. So this one's cool. This was uh, Don Beach, Colonel Beach. I think it was called the Colonel Beach Plantation Punch. And he he did have for some of his drinks, like the Caribbean punch is a great one, too. If you look that one up, that one has sarsaparilla, which is really cool. And this particular plantation punch was cool because he grew up going to soda shops and sitting at those counters and getting, you know, those fresh uh phosphate drinks and soda drinks. And so he brought that into some of the drinks at uh at some of the Don the Beachcombers. This is one of those where he was using a ginger beer which you didn't see him use a lot, which is kind of interesting. So it lends a little bit more. It makes it seem like it has more spice to it than it does. Spicy. And it blends with the absinthe, I think, really well. So, so there's right. a little bit of absinthe in there and there's pineapple juice and the ginger. And those are sort of the... Uh, prevailing flavors yeah. in that one.
0: A couple of uh, tasting notes I had on this one. You know, the one thing I wrote was ginger forward. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we swapped out actually the uh, ginger beer on the fly, you know, with this. And uh, so um, this was one of those things that um, I actually think there was a huge difference between drinking it with a straw and drinking it from the top, you know, with a float. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that was one of those things that um, actually doing, uh, actually drinking it with straw actually served a lot, the drink a lot better. Um, cause I just felt like the, uh, ginger beer was, uh, you know, really overwhelming, you know, with this.
3: Oh, I thought it was lovely. I, it was good. Ginger, for me, I love the way that the ginger balances out the rums and like, this is my last drink of the night, not tonight, but my, it could be
1: yeah (laughs) it's interesting recipe in that it calls for two ounces of of ginger beer which is a fair amount in a in a cocktail
0: yeah i mean Uh. even uh i'm i'm actually tasting it now you know probably a half hour after we tasted it fresh and i still that you know ginger is still hopping up in the drink Mm -hmm. you know right now uh for us so i would say that you would have to make sure that you are a huge, you know, ginger fan mm-hmm, you know, to mm-hmm. really enjoy this drink, mm-hmm. but uh, very well made. I think very reminiscent of just, you know, great tiki drinks, you know, in general. Um, so it's definitely one of those things that, you know, you always want to make sure that, you know, will work well um, yeah. for you. Um, this was a, this really just a, you know, great cocktail all the way around. I would encourage anybody to uh, embrace this if they see it on the menu, for sure. Definitely. And I
1: think one thing that's really interesting about this drink that I see in different Don the Beachcomber drinks and other, the the for me, a lot of the golden age of tiki is 1930s, 1940s. A lot of those drinks were so perfect, so nuanced and complex without having too many ingredients. And one of the things that stands out of some of those drinks is the uh, mixture of pineapple juice and absinthe. Agreed. To me, that's a that's Agreed. a huge one. It's in small amounts. It can be an ounce of pineapple juice in one drink and eight drops of absinthe, and with all these other things, so it, 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 That's sort of that's sort of tiki is rum, spice, the absinthe, the, the and pineapple. To, it
3: makes magic. To, yeah.
1: Michael, to Michael's
4: point, that I really want to point out, it's like you get to the purification of any movement, whether it be music or or you know drinks or or whatever, and and it really comes down to. Yes, there's these beautiful like moments and magic moments just like the the chartreuse meets like you know sweet or sour or whatever else like that and then you get into the pretension of mainstream acceptance and you get down to like with the Tiki movement like from 1933 where like the Don to Beachcomber started and you get to the 1959 where Hawaii was became a state and everybody in America was like, oh my god. Polynesia, Tiki. This is the best thing ever. And then Elvis comes out in 1961 with like blue Hawaii album. And then, then Gilligan's Island happens in 1964. And then like the Brady bunch, like has their whole moment where like Bobby (laughs) falls off of like a surfboard, like trying to find a Tiki thing or, or whatever It, 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 you get that level of pretension where something jumps the shark. Do you know what I'm saying? And so, t- to what Michael was saying is like you go back to that purification of the original moment where something is special, and that's that's really where the magic happens. In m- in my opinion, and I'm assuming Michael's opinion. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, uh, that's what's really unique about uh, all these drinks is, you know, they really have a lot of background, you know, based on a lot of the ingredients, Mm -hmm. you know, that were available, you know, in the Hawaiian culture, you know, during that time. And and, uh, I think what's strange to me is that these are all rum-based and rum was not something that was, you know, really a natural product, you know, within the Hawaiian culture, you know, itself. Right. So, and there's a fascinating story that I will, that, that I could tell really
1: quickly is that,
0: uh, yeah. we'll get to that <laughs> bring, right after. Bring the it back. Break. Bring it back. We'll do, do with it in a minute. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Sips Up and Smokes. On today's episode, we're actually going through a whole a lively discussion, you know, about uh, tiki culture and tiki drinks. Uh, we're going through five cocktails uh, that we've made for today's discussion. Actually, uh, Michael was telling us a little bit about, uh, you know, some aspects of, you know, that, that influence of rum, you know, within, you know, these drinks, you know, on the Hawaiian culture.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's interesting that Don the Beachcomber ended up leaving Hollywood, going to Hawaii. He was sort of exiled in a way, willfully yeah. exiled out there. Had gone through a divorce. Um, his wife, uh, his ex wife, wife was uh, a little bit more in tune with the business side of things. And anyway, it led to a divorce. He he moved to Hawaii and. One thing that's interesting about Tiki drinks and him moving to Hawaii is he got, gets to Hawaii and says like, I've been using mint in these drinks. Cause that's one of the classic garnishes yeah. of Tiki drinks. There's no mint on Hawaii. There's no mint in Hawaii. And so that's he right. had to, uh, he brought over, this is a great story that is in a, yeah, uh, a little known like cookbook from the old Don, the Beachcomber restaurants that his uh, daughter released in the late nineties on like. It's this weird like Microsoft font in like a binder (laughs) and it's, you find it on it on Amazon. It's amazing. And there's some really good food recipes and drink recipes in there that you wouldn't. And there's a story in there about him bringing over uh, a few sprigs of mint in a soup pocket. And taking yeah. them to a botanist and saying, "I'm surprised you here's can get true through."
0: Uh, you know, because when you go into Hawaii, they actually are like, "Did you bring any agricultural products?" Oh, I I mean, they're very serious
2: there. about and that. It yeah. didn't exist yeah. back He's like, like "Not oh, I, I feel like it and, did, but maybe and and only on the weed. other side. Yeah. I don't like, think. Are, yeah. you, are you taking orchids out to of Hawaii? the United States, not right, not back to Hawaii. No,
0: absolutely. Yeah, it's always been the other way around. And so, Mend is such an invasive weed. I'm. Yeah. I'm terribly shocked. I'm sure he was like, "I don't have
1: anything except for this." This extremely invasive weed. Invasive weed.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he gives it to a, he gets to Hawaii, gives it to a botanist and says, I need a lot of this mint. Well, and the guy came, comes well, back to him three months later and mentality. he's got enough mint to put in the drinks in Hawaii. So there's, that's, that you kind of tells you how one mis- garnish. mysterious and strange yeah. the, the tiki and mm. tropical drinks how that really is. Right, right. Well,
0: well we've got uh, a couple more drinks to go through here. Uh, let's uh, go through the Navy Grog uh, very mm-hmm. briefly. Delicious. So uh, the Navy Grog is, uh, let's see, made out of a lot of citrus drinks. Let me uh, <laughs> make sure I get it in front of me here. There's a
3: lot of stuff in it.
0: Yep. There's lime juice. Oh. <clears throat> There's uh, juice. So the Navy Grog is a classic rum tiki drink. that's made of three rums. 1941. C- citrus juices. Yep. Uh, honey and club soda so um, this is a i actually made our these particular drinks for us Um, i actually made them last night and i made them tonight i made them a little bit different and some slightly different different recipes kind of along the way so the one variation between the recipes is the use of uh, allspice um, dram dram or it's a Trader uh, Vicks mix, yeah. yeah, or using uh, honey syrup is the other right, which is
4: beach climber mix, yeah.
0: And I actually made both recipes uh, for our crew here today. What'd you guys think of the navy grog? Just really quick, just one or two you know, comments here. Meh, <laughs>
2: I, I think a little bit more sweetness, um, for our current palates, uh, would be a little bit, um. It was very acid forward, but it's also meant to be acid forward. If there's a lot of lime, there's a lot of white grapefruit, which are very intense.
4: So I I, I, I mean, I, I, I hate to even say this, but really I, I've had some beautiful navy grogs in my life. And it really comes down to cocktail science is exactly that. There's it's a lot a of time science? that's progressed.
2: From 1941. And, well, no, it's, it's not just
4: the amount of time that's between recipes. It's literally down to what kind of ice are you using? What percentages? I mean, a quarter ounce of a liquid one way or the other in a cocktail actually makes a difference. I mean, as For much sure. as we would love to think back to our college days where it's like, whatever, I'll just pour like a half a cup of whatever into whatever. Oh, my gosh. Every like, time
2: I've seen someone make a, a you know, in in my adult life, when I've seen people mix cocktails without a jigger, I lose my mind. Right. I'm just like, "What are you doing? Yeah, no, it, it's <laughs> Do we a waste even of know it's a doing? waste
4: of liquor." Number one, number two is that it really goes to show the reason why you should tip your bartender for sure. This tip is, your this bartender one hundred percent science. Yeah. It comes down to like like ounces or quarter ounces of liquid that can make or break your cocktail. Or even
2: that conversation about what you like, they're listening to that. Mm
4: -hmm. So as far as this, this Navy Grog is concerned, I think, I think it was fine. I think the key is, is that we made two different versions of it. One with a honey syrup, one with an allspice. And I, I think that it, it could have been... I think there is a level between time. Them. It yeah. needed more time to be able to pull this thing together.
0: Yeah. So, you know, since I was uh, driving on this one, um, I will tell you that uh, the interplay between the citrus and the sugars um, that you're really working with yes. this drink are an incredibly delicate balance. So um, the thing is, is that I think you can make it really super sweet by having, uh, you know, too much honey. Um, and actually using uh, overkill with the club soda itself can really you know overwhelm you know a lot of the citrus that's in here. There's a real delicate balance there. When I made this actually the first time around, I went back and actually, added more uh, honey syrup was a uh, original recipe and actually uh, strung out the balance really well and i thought it came around and was a lot better than the what we had the honey syrup tonight. version
4: was much better than the
0: allspice yeah, version so. in, in my well, opinion well i've we
4: got all get, some
3: i've like, got some foolproof personal like taste into it cuz maybe this is the way the recipe is supposed to be and that's not our personal yeah. jam right
1: yeah it no was, for sure it was
3: acidic for me but if that's the way it's supposed to be is presented
1: Well, I think there's some methods that you can use. So if you make a drink that you feel like is too sweet or it's too strong or it's not strong enough. If it's sitting in the glass and you took time to make it and you've got time to chill out and drink it in that true tiki spirit. There's a few things that you can do. So, you know, if it's too sweet, squeeze some lime in there. Add a little more ice. Maybe float a little bit of rum. Yeah, if it's too weak and you're like, God, I don't taste the rum anymore. Take some float some rum on there and Sit back and wait. <laughs> I have to. That's say, a lot of it. It's just Michael. Michael change is, a little bit as, as a DJ back. and music
4: producer. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like if something's too bass heavy, or if there's something like not working right. It's like you have to add Mix a little bit in. extra, whatever else. Yeah. It's yeah. really about being a mixologist, mm-hmm. whether it be music or or. or or alcohol or whatever. It's like, you have to know the ingredients you're working with and know how to balance those, those ingredients. Yeah, so totally.
0: sure. So, uh, last night I did a good job of fixing this on the fly and today <laughs> I did not. Um, our SIPs rating for the Navy grog today is a three. Interesting. I would just, uh, those Are really good tips for Michael to <laughs> not be afraid to uh fix a drink on the fly. I just uh, didn't have enough time uh, today to do that. We actually have two more drinks and less than eight minutes to get through this, just to tip off to you know our co hosts here at the table. So, I really want to talk about our next pain drink, killer. which is a painkiller. Mm. Oh, yeah.
4: So, mm. I mean, look, painkiller is one of those things, it's like it, in 1971, it was made in like the what was it? The Virgin Islands? Where where was this, Mara? Yeah, the West Indies. The West Indies, <laughs> right? It was it was the British Virgin Islands, is, is what it was. That's right. And and really, what what it came down to is like it was such a popular cocktail that after ten years, pussers came out and said, "Hey, let's trademark this cocktail." And we were and 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 everybody's I'm like, sure "Okay, that the pusser's nobody cared. delicious. Right. But years later, what happens was is people decide they want to make the original Pusser's cocktail, but for 10 years before that.
2: Well, like the original cocktail is two rums. Then there's a trademark version at one rum, but now we're trying a paracetamol that's four rums.
4: Right, exactly. So not to ask Pusser's to sue us right now, but literally what it comes down to is we're about to make a cocktail right now, which is the painkiller the painkiller
3: style in the painkiller style of.
4: of the original painkiller which was originally two rums but we're gonna make it with four rums like literally a golden rum I a- love this beverage. It, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a beautiful. It's beverage. really good. It's and, really and no matter how how you make it, whether you make it with the pussers or whether you make it with four different, or whether you make it with the two original Agricole. I'm going to dial this versions,
2: all the way back to a musical reference and call this a fine. cure for pain.
0: I really think mm-hmm. that
4: thank you morphine.
0: I think okay, the, I think the one thing that really brings this drink together is absolutely the Dole Whip. You know, there's just something about all well, of the you know, the the cream and the coconut really and the and the rum coming together with the string really bring this all the way around. To, to clue in the people who are listening right
4: now, literally this, this recipe normally calls for pineapple juice and co- cream to coconut, but for us I have pulled in a recipe that came from Las Vegas, which was from a place called the Golden Tiki, where they turned around and used Dole Whip, which is normally a Dole Whip made with cream to coconut and whatnot. And it pulls it all together to make Dole Whip with all of the rums, which in this case that we made with four different rums, as opposed to the one Pusser's Rum, which is the traditional trademarked, don't get sued kind of recipe that comes down to it. And I understand how confusing this might be because really again, posters has a trademark on, you know, the painkiller, which means they use their rum, but the original is two rums. taken all the, used way- for yep. so
2: confusing. I understand. I've got to agree with, uh, Good old boy, Mike, and also with uh, that Dole Whip. I feel like freezing it beforehand really takes kind of the greasy edge off of the coconut. let uh, that pineapple uh, uh, come forward. Talking I would, about making your own Dole Whip. I put this up against a pina colada. I really feel like this is a more balanced and delicious version. It's delicious.
0: It's yeah, great. The, the coconut is Don't still there in blisters. terms of
2: like a creamy mouthfeel, but it doesn't have that oiliness on the palate.
0: Hey, let's uh let's get to our last drink here. Our uh, sips rating for the uh painkiller is gonna be a five. Oh my goodness. I, it was great. I really <laughs> don't do it original. Do it do it your way. I love this drink that uh Pimp Daddy Supreme actually made for us. it's, it's a bespoke cocktail. Mm. We only have about three minutes here. Tell us what you made. Tell us about your love. Tell us about your other love. <laughs> and uh, let us chime in about our sips uh, rating for this pretty so quick So, look, here. this is a
4: cocktail that we've been making at the house for a long time. And I really wanted to bring it to your show as a bespoke cocktail for your audience. That way we can all share in the love that I have for my Puerto Rican island flower named Am- named Mara. <laughs> Okay, I, I will. I I will, I will it, we were Whatever, we're supposed to not names. use full names, so you don't just always- Mara. I love you. She's like, Share. this cocktail is based on meow, you. Meow, meow, okay, meow. so really, what it is? It, it's a really. It's the most simple of tiki cocktails. Super simple. Okay, number one, spiced is Puerto Rican rum. Spiced well, Puerto Rican rum specifically from Ronda Ron Ronda Barolito does star. a three-star uh, rum that's aged in uh, sherry, sherry barrels, barrels, which is beautiful. It's it's a great rum, very very different from what Don Q or anybody else on the island. He's is tamarind doing. juice, um, and then you mix it together with Foco, and we've tried multiple different. Like you know, what's the the soda? We've ha-
2: yeah, we've had some, we've tried, we've tried uh, with a number of tamarind juice. Tamarind is fantastic, but Foco's our right. fave.
4: Foco is a brand, and they do a tamarind juice. So you mix together four ounces of tamarind juice with two ounces of Ronda Berlito three star. A little and float you, of lemon you, and you heart one fifty one. One quarter of a lime into that, and
0: that's it's that simple. It's super simple. That's the how- thing I love about this beverage is just how. It's very simple. There are only a few basic ingredients around this. Carrie Ann, what do you think about this beverage? For me, it's
3: like not as full bodied and boom as the rest of the tiki drinks we had, but I really like the flavor. And I think some of those really cool ingredients, like the tamarind, which isn't my favorite ingredient in the world, but it shines through and you taste it and it's. Mm. It's fun,
0: Michael. Would you stick something like this on the mes- menu occasionally?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really cool. It had that new school vibe of like tamarind and tagine, which is uh, will surface on a chopper menu, I think, at some point. So we'll, there's we'll give like, you a shout out. It'll call the, be called the Pimp Daddy Eastside or something. <laughs> <like that. laughs>
3: supreme cocktail, supreme.
4: Right. So no, the key the key is for the listeners who haven't understood what we're talking oh, about yeah. right now. Just it up with you'll it. You'll see it on the notes on the show. But the key is, is that this version of the cocktail comes with a garnish that is a lime dredged in tajine, which is a uh uh like a, chili a salt, pepper flakes chili salt. And then it's it's studded with cloves. With cloves. And so you have lime, clove tagine, and you have spice cloves. and you have the lime mixed together with this sweet Rum, and sour of tamarind, the tamarind. Lime. And the, the rum. And so, Mara, the key of the cocktail is as far as being a, a tiki cocktail. What's the rhyme for tiki?
2: Oh, yeah. And if you're making a tiki cocktail, this comes back to that P&P rhyme. Uh, One part sour, two parts sweet, three parts strong, and four parts weak. And so
4: the tamarind itself is sweet and sour together. This brings all those bells, and then adds to the sour or to the. I'm sorry, it's the sweet and the sour. Spicy, which adds that savory component that makes this cocktail completely pop, and it makes it the easiest drink to make in your home, like ever.
1: It's it's amazing.
0: Well, that's what uh, I really love about not just this uh, last cocktail that we talked about, but all these cocktails really are things that you can approach. You can make at home um, and really have a great time with tiki culture and uh, tiki cocktails. So uh, just really a fabulous discussion uh, today um, all the way across the board. I really enjoyed dressing up in Hawaiian gear today. Yeah, (laughs) it was a lot of fun. (laughs) We need it. Well, uh, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. I know some people did, for sure.
2: Thanks for getting us laid.
0: (laughs) For sure. Uh, Be sure and uh, check out all of our episodes online on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and on our own website. The easiest way to listen to our show is just ask anybody on your phone, Siri, Alexa, Google, Google. Uncle Larry works pretty good. Play podcast, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime at info at sip, suds, and Our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day at sip, Sud, smoke, And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank my co-host for being here. Good old gal, Carrie Ann.
3: Thanks for having me. Y'all can find me straight up615.com, Instagram, Facebook, wherever the hell you are.
2: Good old gal Mara.
0: Thank you for joining me.
2: Thank you. There's a bunch of numbers, and my favorite is five.
0: <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good old boy, Michael. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. You can find us at uh, Chopper Tiki on Instagram, Twitter, all the things, and uh, also liquid Gold underscore pod. Cool. Uh, good old boy, PDS. I have to say, I love all of you. And
4: f- please follow me on Instagram with kicksplayer.com. That's where you're going to find all these cocktails, vinyl records, sneakers, and And uh, pinball I love (laughs) pinball
0: Dope. Hey this is good old boy Mike Asking you to come back Join us once again And keep on sipping
3: Roll tide I didn't miss it (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) ball